Hey there, what's up, Warriors? It is Jeff from WarriorLife.com, and welcome to podcast episode number 346. So in the last two episodes, I showed you how to transform any vehicle into an escape and evasion spy mobile worthy of the great James Bond himself. Now, in this episode, I'm going to give you some insider tips on how to drive like 007 so that you can escape any of the evil villains that you may encounter out on the road. Let's talk tactics. Tactical firearms training. Urban survival. Close quarters combat. Welcome to the show that helps you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. This is the Warrior Life Podcast. Hey there, welcome back everybody. This is Jeff Anderson, Executive Director of WarriorLife.com and welcome to the third and final segment of our three-part series on escape and evasion driving. Now, in, in prepping for this episode... I was reminded of a, a local story that I heard when I was living in New Mexico. It was basically an armpit of New Mexico. It had a really high gang population there. And there was this man. He was, a, he was a husband. He was a father. And he was driving home from work one night. Um, it was dark outside. And in the area that we lived in, it's high desert area. And there aren't always a lot of cars on the road. And there aren't a lot of streetlights outside of the downtown areas there. So the man saw a car coming toward him in the opposite lane, and they didn't have their headlights on. So, like most people would do, he gave kind of that courtesy flash of the high beams just to say, hey, like, your lights are off. And when he saw them pass, he looked in his rearview mirror, and he did see their lights go on. But he also saw them do a U-turn, and they were speeding up behind him. Now, he didn't really know what to do there. He basically they they came up they pulled alongside him again there's nobody out else out there but he was able to see as they pulled up the back window rolled down and a gun gun stuck out there now he slammed on his brakes i mean people in our area knew that there were gangs out there and so he he slammed on his brakes um he didn't know if there was a, a shot that went off or anything like that, but the car did just kind of go off down the road. My guess is that there was probably a shot because what he didn't know at the time is that one of the gang initiation, uh, you know, kind of the, the gateways that they have for you to be initiated into the gang is to do exactly what happened, which is to drive, like the gang will drive with their headlights off in a remote area. And then if somebody does flash the lights, that is the target car. So they do a U-turn, they go around, and you have to shoot at that car. No matter if there is, it doesn't matter who's in the vehicle, but your job is to shoot at the car. In more extreme cases, it would be to literally kill them. Um, I would have to think that a lot of these people would just be like to shoot in there. Um, you know, it's just, it's deadly no matter what, but the point is you've got to pull the trigger. And so my guess is there probably was a shot and the guy didn't hear it or whatever because he he was, you know, just slammed on the brakes. But it just goes to show how dangerous it can really be out there on the road. And it doesn't have to be you living in a gang, a high gang population area. It could be a group of drunken idiots that are just out there harassing you on the road. It could be a road rage incident where somebody is chasing you down because you cut them off. In fact, just recently there was a, a female passenger. She was, um, they were a young couple headed out for a vacation. So she was with her husband who was driving and he mistakenly cut somebody off on a highway. Didn't realize that he was coming on an on-ramp there and cut the guy off. 
and um, the guy pulled up along the passenger side and shot and killed the woman in the passenger seat there. Um, so these things can happen just accidentally out there. You never know who that person is around you. Um, it could also be a situation like we're talking about in the last two episodes, which is where you might be targeted during times of civil unrest or where there are tensions due to protests that are going on, wherever there's like a common enemy or just people who are violent and there's just a mob mentality going on out there. Again, that's the reason for this three-part podcast series because the trial of Officer Derek Chauvin is underway right now for the death of George Floyd. And from what I'm seeing so far, Chauvin's defense team has been outscoring the prosecution. Uh, I think it's anyone's guess at this point of which way the verdict could go, but things haven't been so bad for Officer Chauvin. So we'll see what happens. Now, if you remember, George Floyd's death itself sparked a few months of violent riots and You and I both know that if this trial ends up in an innocent verdict, there's going to be a lot of unrest, and I think it could very well be widespread. So even if you don't live in the Minneapolis area where the trial is taking place, protests, riots, violent mobs, and looting can really touch all corners of the country, and you may catch yourself in the crosshairs unexpectedly. I don't want that to be unexpectedly. I want you to be prepared should that happen. Now, as with all survival and tactical skills, there are things that you can do to prepare with gear ahead of time, of course. But ultimately, it's what's in your head that you need to rely on to survive. Knowledge really is power. And this podcast episode is about your knowledge about how to drive when you're faced with a threat on the road, whether that's a road rage incident or even coming across an unexpected mob in the middle of the street that could surround your vehicle and perhaps make an example of you and your family with a violent attack. So I have 10 quick lessons here for you from my days in the military, um, operating in urban environments, and also working executive protection after the Army. Now, this does come with a quick disclaimer. Uh, Many of these tips are only under extreme conditions, and you really can get someone injured or even killed if you use them. So these are for extreme conditions only. Now, you could be hurt or killed, the occupants of any vehicle, your vehicle, the other vehicle, any occupant. So that includes a kid in the backseat of a pissed off dad who's trying to run you down because of you know you cut him off. Again, anybody can get hurt here, including an innocent bystander or other driver that's on the road because of a crash or somebody being run over. So you need to be really you need to really understand that we're talking about extreme escape and evasion scenarios here. Okay. All right, so let me give you these 10 quick tips here. Uh, Tip number one is to know your vehicle's limit. So driving a Humvee is different than driving a Ford F-150, which is different than driving my little Mini Cooper, which my grandkids call my clown car. (laughs) I love my Mini Cooper. It's really great for urban environments, especially has really good uh, low, uh, very tight turning radius. Um, It's very fast. I can... I can shift up and down where I need to. So it acts like a, it's a manual, but it acts like a, um, it's got that Tiptronic or whatever it's called, uh, uh, speed shifters on it right on the wheel. So I don't even have to have a clutch or anything. It's like, I like that thing as an urban escape and evasion vehicle, but it drives different than the Humvee that I drove in the military. So you need to understand what your vehicle's limits are. All of them are different from driving something that you see all those do, those fancy like J turns and spins and things in the movie. So you need to understand that the things that you see on TV 
are pretty much with reinforced vehicles. Like those are vehicles that are designed for the stunts that they're doing. So don't think you're going to be able to do the same thing as Starsky and Hutch or the Dukes of Hazard. You need to know, understand what your vehicle can and can't do. Um, if you hit an obstacle, even like sideswipe a curb or something in a certain type of vehicle, like a minivan or or a high a high SUV, if you hit it the right way, you might tip it over if it's top heavy. So you really need to understand what it is that your vehicle can do. Now, you don't have to test your car with this, but you should know your clearance and what you think it can do and what you, what you understand that it can't do just by looking at the vehicle. So don't try anything fancy to see if you can do it, all right? All right, uh, tip number two is to be aware of your surroundings. This might seem a little bit common or you think that you're always aware of your surroundings, um, but when it comes to driving, it's a different level of awareness. You don't have to be paranoid, but you should always be scanning the area anyway. So use the mirrors to see how vehicles are acting behind you. Look for suspicious signs of aggressiveness. Um, I've just moved to Florida. I can understand now why 93% of all the billboards that I see on the highway are all accident attorneys because people drive like freaking idiots out here. And I'm not talking about the the old people um, driving 30 miles an hour on the highway. I mean, people just drive super aggressively out here and there's some real idiots out there. They'll cut you off. They're high speed. It just, it, it's insane. Um, so you need to look for those suspicious signs of aggressiveness behind you. Now, if you do see somebody, like I, I see people coming up behind me all the time, weaving in and out of traffic, super high speed, and it's don't try to teach them a lesson. Uh, don't try and make sure that they know that you disapprove of their driving. Don't slam on the brakes to make them, because all you're going to do is create an incident there, and you never know how an incident is going to turn out. Let them pass. Now, if they pull up alongside you, don't ignore them, um, but don't give them a nasty look either. You want to know what's going on in the vehicle as best you can. So look over, see who they are. If somebody was speeding up behind you and now they pull up alongside of you, look in there and realize that body language matters. You know, what I've found is that a quick, like a quick head nod up is kind of like, you know, that says, like, what's up? Now that could be taken either way. Like, you know, what's up? What's what's up with you? Why are you, why are you being an asshole? Um but what I find is that like a knowing head nod down is a recognition kind of that we share something in common. Now, they might not even know what that is, but you might be able to tell by their vehicle, for example. Like if I'm driving my Mini Cooper and they're driving a big old F-150 with a, you know, a Trump flag flying out the back there. If I give them like a little nod down, like the, kind of like the old cowboy hat grab that's out of respect to ladies outside the general store. Um, it's kind of that same like, yep, we've got to, we've got to, we share a simple secret, you know, that sort of thing. So I usually find that that usually, and, and it, what it, I find is that it gets a head nod back. So it's kind of like, that's nah, okay. We're, we're cool. All right. Tip number three, um, when you're stopped in traffic at a light or in traffic, um, always give yourself options for escape. So for this, uh, don't try not to take the middle lane where you get boxed in. You know, always always stop where you can either get off to the right or if there's enough room in the median to be able to get around traffic that you can take that as well. Uh, but the middle lane, you can really get boxed in there. Also, make sure that you can see the bottom of the vehicle's rear tires in front of you. That's going to give you enough room to maneuver around them if you can as well. 
And also, when you come to a stop, just take a quick scan to see where your exit might be. So when you stop in traffic, go ahead and just take, take a look around you. Just look around like, if I had to leave right here, where would I go? Is there a curb there? Is a median? Is there uh, traffic in another lane? Is it you know a busy area? Is it you, know, you need to look around and see where where your options for exit are there? All right. Uh, tip number four is to expand your driving lane options to off the road. So most people most people's minds really confine their driving options to just the roads. It's just that's where our brains are, right? We're just kind of it's we think like cows on the road a lot of the time. That's why, you know, some of those famous pictures of Hurricane Katrina evacuations where you have cars that are at a dead stop because of broken down vehicles, cars that ran out of gas across like eight lanes of highway, right? Like these like cars are not moving in this evacuation. But no one thinks to travel up the grassy median area in between those lanes to continue on the route. Of course, you have to be extremely careful, but you should consider alternative driving routes also, like depending on your vehicle, it might be walkways, front yards, alleys, um, even along like railroad tracks or power lines, if there are options there. Um, one thing when you are, are doing this is to, you have to be very conscious about how curbs can really kind of screw everything up for you. You... Um, you, you can blow out a tire, you can, you know, if, you, if you're going outside of your vehicle's limitations there, again, you could, you could stall yourself there, you could, you could crash or do something like that, in which case, you know, you're, you're a sitting duck. So there is a, a 45 rule, what would I say? So you want to take a, if you have to go over a curb, you want to go basically 40, no more than 45 miles an hour at a 45 degree angle, okay? That's gonna help you get up to that curve. You don't wanna hit it straight on there if you don't have to, all right? Um, also, when you know your vehicle's limits, um, when it's compared with the other vehicle's limits, that could mean that you can go where they can't. So for example, if you know, I'm probably not gonna take my vehicle along a power line roadway that's that's off-road if somebody has an f-150 behind me i'm i'm most likely going to lose that battle there but again if i have a jeep or something like that and i've got a, only a car behind me a sedan then i that's going to give me better options to go where they can't so kind of assess the situation that way okay tip number five is to you want to be smarter than your aggressors not faster Speed is not necessarily your friend. All you have to do is like watch one episode of Cops or one of those other like, you know, caught on video shows where bad guys are running away from police officers. All the cops have to do and and the cops again, knowing what the vehicle limitations are, they have specially equipped vehicles for ramming, for speeding. Like they have specially equipped vehicles, but the bad guys typically don't. And so all they have to, all the cops have to do is follow the idiot speeding off in front of them. And just let them wrap their car around a telephone pole. Hopefully, it's not like a person or something like that. But wrap their car around a telephone pole or eventually you start seeing sparks pouring out from under the vehicle because they busted all the tires and they're now riding away on the rims. Um, so speed isn't necessarily your friend. Your speed is going to be dictated by the environment, obviously. But even on a highway, your goal isn't necessarily to outrun an aggressive driver. So instead... Try to go no more than like 65 miles per hour because that's what's going to allow you to make a calculated redirection under control. 
and try and just try and stay in front of the vehicle that is behind you. So if they're pursuing you, you don't want them to pass. You want to make sure that if they're turning left, you turn left and stay in front of them. But you don't necessarily want to just floor it and try and outrun them. Okay. All right. Tip number six is to use your mirrors. So this goes back to our first episode where we talked about having an aftermarket panoramic mirror for your rear view mirror and adjusting your side mirrors out, outward more than you normally would. You want to be able to scout for your tactical options for redirection in front of you. So that means that you don't necessarily want to be looking back behind you or looking for your blind spots. If you can use your mirrors, then that's going to give you the ability to keep your head forward and be able to see where your redirection options are. Where can you take those turns? And that brings us to tip number seven, which is to turn when they can't. So action is always going to be faster than reaction. If you're in front of them, then you know, then they're not going to know what you're going to do and you can make them react to you. But done the right way, if you time things right for a strategic turn, they won't be able to respond in time to follow you without having to either stop and back up or they might have to just give up their pursuit. Now, you have a lot of different options here. So one is to let them get close behind you and then take a quick last second turn down a side street or in a different direction. Um, also, in an urban area, you might take a hard left in front of an oncoming car at an intersection or a U-turn that doesn't place you and the oncoming cars in danger, but it would for the vehicle behind you. All right, so you can time it just right where you can quickly go down a street and like off to the left or do that U-turn. So if you're on the highway, one of the things that you can do is do it's kind of called the four lane exit. So if there's an exit coming up, I mean, you got let's say it's a four lane highway. If you if you see that there's an exit coming up that you might be able to take either from the signs or you see one coming up, um, go ahead and get into the far left lane and stay in front of them and let them get close so that when it's time, you can shoot across all the lanes so that you can barely make that off ramp to take that exit. Now, especially on a highway, they might not even be able to back up if there's other traffic coming. They might not be able to get back to that, that exit at all. But either way, that's going to give you the ability to quickly get off there at a moment's notice where they can't. Now, I want to give a, there's kind of a little bit of a, a warning here, especially they, this is kind of another Hollywood warning. Under extreme conditions where you're really being chased and it's like an urban environment, do not try and pray your way through a red light. You know, you see this all the time where they just, you know, they're flooring it and there's a red light coming up and the person that's being pursued, the good guy, just floors it and like just magically makes it through a busy intersection, just barely missing cars coming in both directions. Remember, you got people coming from the left and from the right there. Unless you can really see the cars on the left and right coming down that road and you see that you have that spot there. If there's a red light, you do not want to try and pray your way through that intersection. Most likely you're going to get T-boned and get somebody killed that way. If it is an extreme scenario, it is much better to take a hard right so that you're turning with the traffic in that intersection. So that way, if you are hit, it's most likely going to be a side swipe or from behind and it's not going to be a T-bone, which is going to be a much a much worse accident for everybody involved. But again, this is under super, super extreme conditions, all right? All right, tip number eight is to distract the other driver. 
Um, again, I have to stress here, extreme conditions only. I did give an uh, example of how this actually happened to me when I was young and my, my father was driving where we used, um, he used a deep sea sinker. We had, there was a road rage incident. The guy was trying to run us off of a bridge and he used that, that lead sinker to throw at the other vehicle's window to be able to get them away from us. But again, Somebody can get killed using a lot of these things, so you want to be very, very careful about what you do. But this is from the last episode, 345, where I talked about having steel nuts and bolts. Um, also, a flashlight, a high-power LED flashlight that would be able to shine into their eyes to blind them, especially if they're behind you, that might stop them. Um, so those are some ways that you can distract the other driver. Also, and I'm not giving you legal advice here, but if you do carry concealed and are being run down or shot at, if it is that extreme of a scenario, you, take, you can take whatever legally protective action you must in order to save your own life. That is not legal advice from me. I'm not a lawyer. I do not play one on TV. Uh, tip number nine is kind of the worst, the worst case scenario where you're driving into a mob. So this is a question that a lot of people have. Um, it could be protesters that are blocking the road. It could be literally be an armed roadblock of protesters or a mob like we saw in Atlanta after the Rayshard Brooks shooting that I covered in episode number 342. So this is a really bad situation. Um, so one thing you can do is, first of all, it comes back to awareness. So you want to be able to recognize it very quickly that there is that the road is going to be blocked with people, that there's something, I mean, you might not be aware of a protest going on. It could be a flash mob attack. It could be an instant protest where you don't really, you're not recognizing that it's even coming, but you want to recognize it as quickly as possible and then stop and back up if you have the ability to do that. If you do sense, like you, you can't understand why traffic is all blocked up in front, don't just assume that it's necessarily, I mean, if it's, we're talking about times like, like after the the trial verdict happens or if there's a, a police shooting that's in the news. Don't always assume that there's just an accident up ahead. Take a side road if you can. Assume that there might be something up there that is blocking and there could be people going up through traffic and banging on vehicles or looking for targets. So trust your gut. Take fast, decisive action. People, people that have been following me for a while have gotten used to that term. Because most people just kind of sit there like, oh, I'm sure, I'm sure everything's going to be fine. I'm sure the mob will let me through. I'm sure this. I'm sure that. No. You need to trust your gut and take fast, decisive action. Every second counts when, it, when there's a threat out there. All right. If you can't back up and, and can't get around them um, and you are going to be around this mob, one thing that I've, I just did a video on this for YouTube and I talk about uh, things for bug out bags and and escape and evasion kits is to be able to camo yourself to gain passage. Now, one way I showed in this last video that I just did was that I have a Velcro uh, cap, a Velcro patch cap, and I have a couple of different PVC uh, patches that go on the front of them. I have a Trump 2020 patch that goes on it, and I have a Black Lives Matter patch that goes on it. And because they're both Velcro, I can interchange those. So if I see that there's a mob up in front of me and they're flying Antifa flags or Black Lives Matter or uh, hands up, don't shoot, I break out that hat, I put on the Black Lives Matter patch, and I 
tell them, hey, I'm, I'm hurt or I've got somebody that's hurt here. I need to get through and get to the hospital. Okay. They're going to recognize you, obviously, as somebody, as them, and perhaps give you passage through. So this is funny because I get, I've gotten some really negative comments. Not, not many, only a couple, I think, really, on that video that I did. And they're like, I, I wouldn't waste a single penny on a Black Lives Matter patch. I'm not giving them a single penny. Okay, well, don't. I don't care where you spend your money. I have it because I care about my family in the back seat. And I, if I can use that patch to get through, then I'm going to go ahead and use the patch. If I come up there and there's a whole bunch of pickup trucks with Confederate flags and Trump signs on there, I'm going to put the Trump patch on and say, hey, guys, uh, let me on through here. Got somebody hurt here. My, I'm hurt. I'm trying to get over to the hospital. They recognize you as one of them, and they let you through. So I don't care which side. We are an apolitical organization at WarriorLife.com. I don't care which side you're on. Um, but all I care about is your safety and your family's survival. So do what you will with that, all right? And then also, if you are attacked in your vehicle, do not try to run through them if you can't. Don't like, if you've got a, a crowd up there, don't just floor it thinking that they're going to move out of the way. Most likely, there's people in that crowd that don't even, don't even realize that you're speeding toward them. And we've seen this happen, okay? So we've seen people trying driving into crowds on both sides of the uh, political aisle and the protest aisle here. It doesn't work, folks. Hitting something is hitting something. Even if that's a person, a telephone pole, uh, another vehicle, hitting something is hitting something. You're not going to plow your way through there, and they're not going to fly up in the air like they're like they're zombies in you know in, in The Walking Dead or something. You're going to most likely get stopped. But now you're stopped with people trapped underneath. You don't know what to do. Um, you're trying to get out of there, but people are going to smash through those windows, drag you and your family out, and... Now you're at the hands of a mob. So don't try and plow through them. If you are surrounded by a mob and if they are starting to um, attack you or hit away at your vehicle or whatever, just you want to keep moving slowly until you can find a break. Um, there are different ways you might have to find a break. It depends really upon the situation and whether or not you feel like this is a life or death scenario. Uh, which it very well could be. Um, we've come. We, I told you about some options with in the uh, in the last episode, three forty-five, with things like fire extinguisher. Um, you just got to be careful about what you are, uh, what you're using for, and how you're using it. Like, don't roll down your window to be able to, you know, shoot pepper spray out there. Again, pepper spray can get back at you. Um, if they're working their way in the vehicle, you might be able to use a stun baton. Or something like that. Uh, fire extinguisher is another thing we use. Worst case scenario, a if you have to shoot your way through. Now, again, I recommend shooting yourself a break. So if you shoot uh, through the bottom half of your windshield, then you're going to be able to save most likely the vision in the windshield. It'll spider out, but it won't be in your like where you're trying to look through. Shooting through your side windows is going to break out your windows, and now you might be able to get the crowd away from you momentarily. Um, they're going to run away, but as we've seen before, what happens with a determined mob, they they get right back in the the uh, shot there. If you remember the Kyle Rittenhouse uh, shooting, there were people that were running after him. He, he stumbled. He fell. He was shooting at AR-15, and there was a guy with a 
a handgun who was still coming after him, who was right there near him and was was coming after him to shoot him. And that was even after being shot at. So you, the, with mob mentality, you never know what's going to happen. So as soon as you get that break, you want to be able to take it and use it. All right. But don't stop. Don't stop traveling. It's different. Like somebody might stand in front of you thinking that you're not going to you're not going to you're not stupid enough to really run them over at full speed. Uh, so they may stay right there and they might not move. However, if you're moving slowly, people are not going to slowly get crushed. They're not going to like lay down in front of you like I dare you to run over me. They're just going to keep trying to push the vehicle. But you can go ahead and continue to do that. And then you can speed up a little bit where you're not trying to run them over. But they're going to get a you don't want to stay the, sp- the same speed. As you start to speed up, they're going to realize that eventually they're going to have to get out of the way or get run over. Most likely, they're going to climb on top of the vehicle perfectly fine by me, jump up on top. As soon as I have room in front of me here, I'm going to speed off and you're going to go flying off the back. All right. So that's, those are, those are some really, um, I mean, driving into a mob is a really, a really big challenge there. And that's something that you really need to understand what not to do and what you can do. And then the final tip here is to actually test these things the right way. So here's what I recommend. This is a fun little exercise that you can do which is to set your phone or your watch alarm for about two to three random times where you know that you're going to be in your vehicle. So it might be like once on your way to work, once on your way back from work, uh, dropping the kids off from school, whatever it is. Uh, set yourself, set your watch or your, your phone to a couple different random times. And then when it goes off, Consider that like you have to, that's your fast, decisive action point. Now, I'm not saying do a four lane exit right now. I'm just saying, like, instantly look around at where you are, quickly scan, and then quickly decide what your plan of options, um, what your plan of action would be if you were somehow attacked in your vehicle at that moment. So, this is my challenge to you is to do this. And I'd like to hear what you find out from your little exercise. So, if you would, Go ahead and leave a comment on the blog about any other tactical evasion and escape tricks that you know of inside of a vehicle. I'd love to hear what you, uh, some of the tips that you have. You can go and leave a comment on our blog where you see this podcast episode, or you can go over to warriorlifetips.com and you can leave them there. If we end up using a tip that you have, or if you have a question, you leave it there also. Then we use it for an upcoming broadcast or a video then we will actually give you credit for it, first of all, and then we'll also send you a free thank you gift in the mail for your submission. All right. Okay, I look forward to hearing what you have to say. And until our next broadcast, this is Jeff Anderson from warriorlife.com saying prepare, train, and survive. You've been listening to the Warrior Life Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed the show. You can help us spread the mission of self-reliance and self-protection when you rate us. And leave us a comment wherever you enjoy these podcasts. And don't forget to check out our posts and videos on our social media channels. You'll see a full directory when you visit our website at www.warriorlife.com. We'll see you next time. This has been the Warrior Life Podcast. Prepare. Train. Survive.